So good to see each and every one of you here today. I know for some of you that's like exciting. We got to see Pastor Micah, others it's like a huge letdown. It's like he's not going to be speaking today. Like, wait, what a minute. I brought a friend today and he's not even here. I'm sorry. He'll be back next week, I promise. My name is Justin Meadows. My beautiful wife, Tiffany, over here, our two boys. We've made StorySide our home over the past year, and we are so blessed. We are blessed with our church, this church family, the leadership we have. I know Pastor Mike and Pastor Angel aren't here this morning. They're out of town, but would you put your hands together and honor them, maybe loud enough so that they could hear it. We are blessed with the best, and I give honor to them today. Uh, I want to take a moment and welcome everybody joining us online, wherever you're joining from. You can put that in the comments, type where you're coming from. We're so glad that you're here with us today. Every first time guest, every member of StorySide, so good to see each and every one of you today. I want to give honor to this team up here today. Didn't they do a great job today? Worship team getting behind us every single week, leading us in worship. We give honor to them as well, I am speaking today. Pastor Mike is out of town, and while he has so many amazing abilities, he has yet to perfect being in two places at the same time. And uh, so that's why I'm here. Speaking of being in two places at the same time, I read this joke slash riddle this past week. It said, "What can travel around the world and stay in a corner at the same time?" What can travel around the world and stay in a corner at the same time? A stamp on a piece of mail can travel around the world. That's not a joke, it's more like a riddle. I do have, I was working on a joke for you, a traveling joke, but it's still under construction, so that's not funny, it's not funny. Thank you for the courtesy laugh, I appreciate it. That's the best I've got when it comes to jokes today. Pastor Mike will be back next week. Uh, I do want to turn your attention to the book of Acts. We want to talk about uh, the Apostle Paul. I want to kind of jump into his life, and I want to read um, quite a few scriptures this morning. I'll do it quickly. I'm going to jump around. Acts 9 and verse 15. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. The Bible says, the Lord said, go to Saul. He is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings. Acts 26, verse 32. Agrippa said to Festus, he, talking about Paul, could have been set free if he hadn't appealed to Caesar. But Paul has this mandate. He's going to speak before Caesar. He's going to speak before kings, which leads us to Acts 27, which is where uh, we'll spend the bulk of our time today. 27 and 1 of Acts says this, when the time came, we all set sail for Italy. Paul and several other prisoners were placed in custody. Skipping down now to verse number four, putting out to see from there, we encountered strong headwinds that made it difficult to keep the ship on course. Verse number nine, we had lost a lot of time. The weather was becoming dangerous for sea travel. Verse number 14, but the weather changed abruptly. A wind of typhoon strength called a northeaster. Another translation calls the storm Eurachlodon. I think that's pretty cool. So just wanted to drop that word in here this morning. Northeaster, it burst across the island, blew us out to sea. The sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind, so they gave up and let it run before the gale. Verse number 16, we sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Huada, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. The next day, a gale force winds continued to batter the ship. The crew began throwing the cargo overboard. 
The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. The terrible storm raged for many days, blotting out the sun and the stars until all hope was gone. Verse number 41, but they hit the shoal and ran the ship aground too soon. The bow of the ship stuck fast while the stern was repeatedly smashed by the force of the waves and began to break apart. The soldiers wanted to kill the prisoners and make sure they didn't swim ashore to escape, but the commanding officer wanted to spare Paul, so he didn't let them carry out their plan. Then he ordered all who could swim to jump overboard first and make it for land. The others held on to planks of debris from the broken ship, so everyone escaped safely to shore. Take a deep breath. No, that was a whole lot of reading. For those of you who hadn't started your Bible reading plan, I got you caught up to date today. So you're good to go and ready to start tomorrow. Um, I wanted you to get the whole picture though. Paul has this promise. You're going to speak before Caesar. You're going to speak before Kings. He could have been released, but he's already appealed to go to Caesar. He's on his way to destiny. Okay. He's on his way to destiny, but he gets hit with this storm out of the middle of nowhere. And instead of heading to destiny, he ends up on a detour. And that's what I want to talk to us about today is detours. We've been talking the last couple of weeks, Pastor Mike has talked about what now, what's next, what's happening, what are we going to do moving forward? Some of us ended 2021 thinking, thank God that's finally behind us. 2020, 2021 is over. What's next? What now? And some of us have stepped into more of the same and we're wondering what's going on. It feels like we've been on this extended detour. And so I, I want to say a prayer over us today. And I believe that God has a word for us, not only collectively, but also individually today. Would you, would you bow your heads and allow me to pray this morning? Father, we love you. We thank you for this moment that you've given us. I thank you for every person joining us online from around the world. I thank you for every person that's in the room this morning. God, I pray that you would speak to us collectively and individually today, that you would give us a word that would encourage us, strengthen us, and help us as we move forward. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. The, the famed 19th century author Charles Dickens penned these famous words. He said it was the best of times and it was the worst of times. Two times at the same time. It was two seasons simultaneously. It was the best and it was also the worst at the very same time. We were in two places at the same time. When I was a kid, I lived in Missouri and we would drive down to the Arkansas border and we would put one foot in Arkansas and one foot in front of Missouri and we would be in two places at the same time. Anybody ever done that? Okay, a couple of you, others, it's like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. You're gonna go do it today. Just <laughs> post it on Instagram, do it for the gram if you're gonna do it. If not, did you even really do it? And uh, so two places at the same time. I, I know that many of us probably can relate to this struggle of being and going through two separate seasons at the same time. There have no doubt been moments from 2020, 2021 into 2022 here that it feels like it's the worst of times. It's like, what's going on? Not even just as a world, but some stuff individually and locally. It's like, what is happening? 
And then at the same time, there's some highlights. There's some good moments. And it's like in some areas of life, it's the best of times. And, and you're struggling with this best of times and worst of times. And it feels like two seasons simultaneously. And I don't know if you're like me or not, but, but sometimes I can look at the good and then I can look at the bad and be like, if I could just get these things fixed, Life would be perfect. Like, there's two problems. There's three problems, whatever. If we could just fix these, then life would be good. And sometimes we miss the good because we're focused on the not so good. It's the best of times, and it is the worst of times. It is two times simultaneously. You understand with me this morning that, that in order to live in two places at the same time, you, you have this balancing act. You have this, this facade. Maybe you had this this morning coming to church where you weren't in the best of moods and things weren't going perfect. And then you show up to church and somebody's like, how are you? And you're like blessed and highly favored of God. And, and you put that smile on and, and it's the best of times. <laughs> but it's also the worst of times at the very same time. Out of your mouth, you're like, God, you are good. God, you are great. God, you are holy. God, you are faithful. But I'm freaking out over here. Like, where are you and what are you doing? It's the best of times and it's the worst of times. And then if you're not careful, you can have this either or complex. Like, God is faithful. No, he isn't. God is good. No, he isn't. God, God's going to come through. No, we won't. Because we have to live in the either or instead of trying to balance between two seasons. Can I tell you that just because you have some frustration does not negate the faith that is in your life? Just because you have feelings of fear does not mean that you don't have faith simultaneously. You can have faith and still be fearful about some stuff. You can have faith and still be frustrated about some seasons in your life. I don't think we're a bunch of spiritual schizophrenics today. I, I think, and you ready for this? I think it might just be the will of God. We've often thought, at least I have, the will of God in terms of mountains and valleys. It's really good, and now I'm going through a difficult season. But I'll be back on the mountain, just you wait and see, and then I go back to the valley. You know, I'm not sure the will of God is as much like mountains and valleys as it is a two-lane road. Like, I'm moving this direction. I've got momentum. I'm headed to my destiny. I've got progress. We're moving forward but in the other lane, things are coming at me. There's opposition and there's distractions and frustration and disappointment. And it's the best of times and it's the worst of times at the very same time. I was driving down the highway the other day. It was a four-lane highway on each side. And we're moving along, doing great. And all of a sudden, brake lights come on. We stop. We're backed up for a couple of miles, not sure what's going on. Finally get down to where it is, come around the corner. And not even on our side of the highway, mind you, the other side of the highway, there was a police officer arresting a gentleman. And everybody is slowing down just to see what's happening on the other side of the highway. So I stopped and looked too. I mean, I had waited that long. I was going to take my time and see what was happening. It wasn't even on my side of the road, but there were things coming at me that were slowing me down, frustrating my progress. It was the best of times and it was the worst of times. I think this is by design because we never get so low that we don't have something to be thankful for. Not, not ever at one moment in our life are we going to get to the point that we can't find something to give God praise for. 
I don't know about you this morning, but I'm, I'm thankful I had a roof over my head last night. I'm thankful I got clothes on my back today. I'm thankful I've got breath in my body. I'm thankful I had a vehicle to come to church in. Are you thankful that there's at least a dollar maybe in your bank account? Or are you thankful for a church where you can gather together and feel the presence of God? You survived COVID. You're still here. I know it might have been the worst of times in some ways, but it's also the best of times in other ways. There's an old song that says, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning until I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. Can I tell you God's been good to me? God's been so good to me. His spirit came to me and it gave me victory. God's been good to me. I can't complain. I think it would be all right if we just took 10 to 15 seconds and had an old-fashioned praise break. Can we do that? You want to clap your hands, lift your hands, lift your voice. We've got stuff to be thankful for today. Hallelujah. Yet life never gets so good that we don't still need a miracle. I think that's by design. If, if life was so perfect that we didn't need anything, why would we need God? God keeps us in a state where we need him and we need stuff, but that's okay because that's what the church is for and that's what his presence is for. That's what, that's what the word is for. That's what moments of prayer are for because when I am feeling low, I've got something to praise God for and when things are going pretty good, I know that there are other areas that always need the hand of God in my life. But here's the trick. I have to learn to live in this moment. Paul has a destiny. He's going to speak before kings, but he's shipwrecked in the middle of a storm. He has promises and he has problems at the very same time, but that's okay because you can live in two places at the same time. It's the best of times and it's the worst of times at the same time. We, over Christmas break, had a relative at the house. Hopefully they won't watch this, I'll get in trouble, but we um, were enjoying Christmas morning and we got the boys a small puppy and it's using the bathroom over here and the kids are tearing presents over here. It's a lot of chaotic fun that's going on in the house and, and we had a family member who was scrolling social media and I know that they were doing that the whole time because they kept saying like, did you see what Joe got? Did you see what they did? Did you see what they're doing? And so just living social media, what everybody else was doing and kind of missing the whole Christmas that's happening over here. And later on, we posted a picture of Christmas and somebody commented and then they commented like, yeah, it was a wonderful time. And I was like, well, did you realize it was? Because you were living other people's moments when we were actually having the moment. And I think sometimes that's what we do in life. If we're not careful, we, we got a couple things going right, but all we see is the wrong. So we spend time scrolling through what everybody else is doing right uh, and what appears to be going on good that we miss our moment because we're living vicariously through everybody else's moments. And my word to us today would simply be this. I hope that we can recognize the promises and the problems and realize that this is where God's called me. This is my season. This is my moment. I know it's the best of times and it's the worst of times, but I can live in two places at the same time. Turn to somebody and say living in two places at the same time. I had a friend not too long ago, I told a couple of you this story, but I, I thought it was great. My friend's like six, nine, rather tall. He's traveling down this, this country road in the middle of nowhere late at night and he needed fuel 
and he wasn't sure where the next stop was. After driving for a while, he sees this gas station off the corner. He gets off the side road. He goes to it. There's nobody there but the gas station attendant. He fills up with fuel, and he's getting ready to head back on the road, and he sees this sign on a separate building, like uh, this little block building, concrete block building that says restrooms. And he thought, well, I should stop. Not sure when the next stop is. So he slipped into that restroom, and uh, he was coming out of the restroom and realized the door was locked. Now this is a block building, concrete block building with a steel door on the front of it. And there's nobody anywhere near except for the one attendant inside. And my friend kind of like lifts his voice. He's like, hey, can anybody hear me? And he's banging on the door like, I'm locked inside. I, I'm stuck here. I need some help and nobody can hear. And so my friend, it's in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't have good signal on his phone. So he's six foot nine. He's holding the phone in the air, trying to find signal. And he's like Googling. He can't find the uh, number for the gas station. He finally does like old school information. Like that's still a thing. He gets a hold of them and he's like, I need your help. She's like, where are you? He's like, I'm not sure. And she gets into the moment with him. And she's like looking on the map, trying to figure out where he could be. She finds the gas station, gets the number for him. He calls the number and the guy thinks it's a prank call and he hangs up on him. He's like, I'm stuck in your gas station. He's like, yeah, right. Hangs up the phone. He's like, no man, for real. And so he calls back. The signal's horrible and the phone cuts out and it dies and he loses connection. He finally gets a hold of the guy. He's like, man, I am stuck in your bathroom outside. I need you. And the guy's like, for real? He's like, yeah, man, I'm stuck in your bathroom. And so the guy comes out and he opens the steel door and he points out the small sign on the door. He's like, did you not see the sign? My friend looks up and it's, it's darkly written, but it's there. It says, do not let the door close behind you. My friend's like, no, man, I didn't see the sign, but thank you. Thank you very much. And he tells the story. He's like, I wasn't in danger. He's like, I knew somebody would come along. I wasn't going to die. I was just stuck in a moment. Anybody ever been there? Like, you've got a destiny in mind, a destination. You're trying to get there, but it seems like you keep repeating the same moment over and over and over again. Nixon, Nixon likes to watch these little YouTube clips and he'll pull up his phone with these little cartoons and he starts it out, this little cartoon, and he listens to the theme song and then he rewinds it and listens to the theme song again and then he rewinds it and listens to, and I'm like, bud, you realize there's a whole show of theme songs like right after that, but he listens to, you're just stuck in this moment. It just keeps happening over and over and over again. Some of us live right there. We get stuck in a season and it just won't leave. And so what happens if we're not careful is we start thinking, well, I'll, I'll, I'll do this when I get out of this season. Uh, life will be better when this is over. And we start wishing our life away. And then we fall prey to that old saying, the days are long, but the years are short. And we wake up and realize I've lost a portion of my life. I've lost a season of my life because I was so frustrated that I did not enjoy the journey enough and I wished it away. My challenge to us today is three things specifically here is number one, we can learn from this season. This moment right here where we're at, there are lessons to be learned. There are things that God is trying to teach us. We can learn from this season. Number two is we can live in this season. 
Even if things aren't great and even if there is frustration, there are moments of joy, there are blessings of God, and we can actually enjoy life and live right in the season that we're at. And number three, we can love Jesus in this season. I know it may be difficult, but just because I have problems does not mean that God is not good. And just because I'm going through struggles does not mean that God isn't there for me. We can learn from the season, live in the season, and love Jesus in this season. Let me prove it to you. Moses, Moses was in Egypt and when he lived there, he was in the palace, right? Everything's going pretty good for Moses. He then, at the end of his life, he's gonna lead the children of Israel toward the promised land. Promised land, Egypt, for Moses, they weren't bad experiences. The in-between time was the rough time for Moses, the wilderness season. But the Bible says that God called Moses to the mountain and said, Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. I'm not in Egypt right now, and I'm not in the promised land. I'm in the wilderness, and God says, right where you're standing is holy ground. Right where you're at right now is good ground. I know you got a mess, but it's still good ground. I know you're struggling, but it's still good ground. God is right where you are, and if God is with you, that is enough. That is enough. Sometimes when we're so focused on our destiny, we can get very frustrated with detours. Very frustrated with detours. Tiffany slipped out, my wife, she was here for the first service, just had to slip out. So I didn't tell the story in the first service, but she's not in here now, so <laughs> gonna tell the story. I remember we were driving, we were traveling around the same time of the story she told earlier today. And uh, she was driving one night and she said, I was tired, it had been a long day. And she's like, you just take a nap. She's like, I'll drive for a while. I said, okay. So I leaned over in the seat next to us, the passenger seat, fell asleep. And I woke up and we were in Nashville, Tennessee. The problem was we were supposed to be about 300 miles away from Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and I said, dear, this looks a lot like Nashville. She's like, yeah, it is Nashville. Signs were back there. I was like, how do we get to Nashville? And she's like, well, we took that road and she's still oblivious to like what was going on. She thought we were on the right road. And I, and I explained to her, I was like, no, we were supposed to take this road over here. And she's like, well, it was just a detour. I was like, yeah, like a six, seven hour detour, but it was a great detour nonetheless. Sometimes we get frustrated with detours. But what if I told you today that maybe your detour wasn't a mistake? Maybe it was a mandate by God. Maybe your detour wasn't meant to destroy you. Maybe it was meant to build you up and prepare you for the destination that God had called you to. Do you know the detour that Paul ends up on? The gospel is shared on an island that it never would have been shared at if Paul hadn't been detoured there. Did you know that Paul performs multiple miracles on the island that he'll be shipwrecked on that never will happen if he doesn't take the detour? Maybe, just maybe, the detour was by design. Here's the question though, many of us wanna quit when we find ourselves on the detour. You know what we did the night we were in Nashville? We got a hotel. We said, we'll start again tomorrow. Like we're here now, we might as well stay, enjoy the moment and we're gonna head out tomorrow. Too many times that we camp out right there in the middle of the detour and say, I'm not budging, I'm not doing anything for God, I'm not doing anything, period, until this season ends. And in reality, God is saying, you can't quit living just because you're on a detour. 
There's a, there's a kid's song, maybe you know it. They've never asked me to sing a special here, just <clears throat> there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna try for just a second here this morning. Now, I did this during first service. You gotta make me a promise. Nobody walked out that I saw during first service, so you gotta help me out, story side. There's a kid's song, you'll remember it. Row, row, row your boat. That was so much better than nine o'clock. I'm just saying, I mean, no offense to anybody that was here then, but that was fantastic. Let's do this in sections. Now, I've never led a choir either. This is my moment. Like, let's start here. You guys get the first line, then you guys get the middle, then you guys get the ending, okay? So, so here we go. Help me out. Row, row. That is fantastic. <laughs> So if we need a choir, if someone is looking for anybody, let me know. I'm, I'm available. Um, I mean, think about the words to the song. Just pause for a moment. The ending of the song is merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Who in the world wrote that? Like, what were they doing in life? Like, what was going on? Like, I'd like to have a conversation. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Like, just calm down for the moment, because it's not always like a dream. Sometimes it's a little more nightmarish than it is dreamish, okay? So we're going to cut that part out of the song. I'm sorry, but we're done, right? The next part of the song, the middle part of the song, says, row, row, row your boat. What is it, guys? Gently down the stream. Again, who are you? <laughs> Have you not lived through 2020, through 2021, and now 2022? There is no gently and there is no stream, right? These are rapids, and it's not gentle, and it's not good. We're going to cut that part out of the song. So, so what are we left with? Help me out, guys. We're going to sing it again. Are you ready? Row. That's it. That's all we got. That's the end of the song. But that might just be enough because you're struggling in life in the middle of a storm, but you shouldn't quit. You should. Okay, you guys gotta help me out over here. This is your moment here. You're going through a storm, you're struggling, but you should. I know you got family problems and marital problems and relationship problems, but you ought to. I know you got financial difficulty and you got spiritual problems, but you ought to. All right, that's enough for you guys, like we're done. You get the point though, what I'm saying is don't hang your hat, don't give up, don't hang your coat, don't say I'm not doing anything, I'm quitting, I'm just done until the season changes. But maybe right in the middle of the storm, you grab a paddle and you just keep on rowing and say, I don't know where we're going, but we're gonna keep on going regardless. I don't know where we're gonna end up, but I know that I'm not gonna die right here. We're gonna row, row, row the boat right through the detour that we're currently on. Here's the reality. We're going somewhere. It's just not always how we planned it. When Tiffany and I, I want to tell a quick personal story and then we'll get to the ending here. When Tiffany and I moved to Ohio, we were coming from New York City and we had some plans and plans abruptly changed, like just very quickly. And life, life got crazy for a minute. On top of that, the week that the plans abruptly changed, um, COVID decided to hit our nation. And we had an apartment in the city, uh, in downtown Brooklyn, and we were moving to Ohio, and we needed to find a U-Haul, and we needed to get out of town. And there were no U-Hauls to be found. 
I had one reserved and then they called me and they're like, yeah, that's not available. And we called multiple places. There were no moving trucks anywhere. I finally found one. And on the next morning I walked, cause that's what you do in New York. Like I walked a very long way and got to the place to pick up the moving truck. And when I got there, he just started laughing at me. Like it was like 6.30 in the morning. He's like literally laughing. He's like, yeah, corporate thinks it's funny to book this truck 12 times. I only have one truck. And he's like, I have a faithful guy who books it every single week at this time. He's like, and he's getting the truck. He's like, you don't get the truck. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I have to get out of town. That truck is mine. I'm the only one standing here and I have a reservation. I need the truck. We had a great, pleasant conversation. Anyways, when it ended, when it ended, I drove the truck out of the lot. Thank you, Lord, for that. But my family couldn't fit in the truck. Nixon was so small at the time and we couldn't all fit in the truck. So now we needed a, a rental car and we couldn't find a car either. It was chaotic and, and Tiffany went to like three places trying to find a rental car. It wasn't working. We finally went to the airport because they said they had them. We got to the airport and he was like, no, we don't have any. And Tiffany had her moment. She like melted down and just started crying on the guy, like just losing it out of control. It was stressful. We were frustrated. It wasn't how we planned it. And finally he came over to her and he's like, hun. He's like, I'm sorry. He's like, I have a truck. He's like, if you can drive a, a large truck, you can have the truck. And she's like, I'll take the truck. And so I got the, the U-Haul and she's got the truck and, and movers chain. It was crazy. And it was insane. We're on our way to Ohio and we can't make the trip the whole day because we're leaving late at night. We got kids and we're coming from New York. It's peak of COVID early on. So no hotel will take us. Like we had a New York driver's license. They're like, you're not staying in our hotel. And so it was crazy. And it was insane. Can I tell you this? We were going, but it wasn't how we planned to go. It didn't look like we thought it was going to look. We didn't get to say goodbye to the people we wanted to say goodbye to. It wasn't the vehicle we thought we would take, but that didn't matter because we were going. Some of us have planned out our life to the point we know who we want to go with, what we want to take with us, and when we want to arrive there. And we hand those plans to God like it's an itinerary, and he's a traveling agent, and he needs to book it all. And he takes it and throws it out the window, and he's like, you'll get there, but I'll tell you how, I'll tell you when, and I'll tell you who with. And we live in frustration because it's not how we thought. Watch what happens during the storm. The Bible says that they had to cut ties with the cargo. What's the cargo? It's the stuff that they wanted to take with them. It's the clothes. It's the resources I need when I get there. Cargo, stuff I wanted to take with me. But when the storm gets bad enough, you'll cut ties with some things that you wanted to go along with. Not only that, but the next verse says things got worse and they cut ties with the gear. There's a difference between cargo and gear. Cargo are things I want to take with me. Gear is stuff that I think I need to take with me. But we cut ties with that too. And then the next verse, we toss the food overboard. The stuff that I knew I had to have just to survive, I cut it off along with the lifeboat and got rid of both of those. Because the reality is when you're in the middle of a storm, the only thing that matters is surviving the storm. And there are some people that you thought you were going to do life with. There are some things you thought you were going to take with you on this journey that you've had to cut ties with, and it hurts. There are some things you've lost along the way, and it doesn't feel good. Stuff you wanted to take with you. And there were some things you thought you needed for the journey. Some gear and food and supplies that you've had to let go of to survive the storm. And that hurts too. 
But can I tell you this? At the end of the day, we're still going. We're still here. It's Sunday morning, regardless of everything that's going on in our world. It might be the worst of times and the best of times, and we're living in two places at once, but we're still here. But here's where I'm trying to get to, and this is how I'll finish today. The media team's going to help me. The real question is, what do you do during the detour? What do you do during the detour? The easy thing to do in this moment when the storm comes is just to hit pause. Hit pause on plans. Hit pause on everything in life and just ride out the storm. There were people who submitted that opinion in Acts 27. Let's ride out the storm. Just pause. But the ship kept sailing and the storm got worse than they thought it was going to get. It says that there were winds blowing and then the next thing you know it says the winds were harder than we thought and then it says the winds were typhoon level winds. They had some scheduled stops to make, most of which they'll never get to make. There were some unscheduled stops they didn't want to make that they will eventually make because the storm is now dictating the course of my life. There's the cargo, there's the gear, there's the food, there's the lifeboats, all of which we're going to cut ties with. They're going to end up in the water and we're going to keep sailing without them. Scripture tells us that they lost all sense of direction. They had no idea where they were headed, which direction they were going, or where they would end up. No idea at all. The winds were so strong that it knocked everything out that they normally used to sail with. Gale force winds. The ship would run aground and hit rocks along the way before ultimately running aground and breaking apart. The encourager, Paul, he says, hey, I have a word. There's 270 of us on board. We're all going to live. Thank you, Paul. That sounds great. We're high-fiving. And then he's like, but by the way, we're going to lose everything. The ship is going down. Everything you've got invested, all your money, your livelihood, your stuff, your future, all of it, it's gone. And it's like, okay, thank you very much. We're on a detour. This isn't destiny. This isn't how we planned it. I'm sure Paul did not plan on going to speak before kings cuffed next to prisoners in the bottom of a boat that's about to sink. It wasn't the first class ticket he had hoped for. He's in the middle of a detour, frustrated, disappointed, probably angry. But what you do during the detour will make all the difference in the world. There is a group on the boat who says, we want to abandon ship and leave those on the boat on the boat. But Paul had a word from God, and this was his word. We will all live if we stay, are you ready for it, story side, our word of the year, stay together. But if some people leave the ship, I can't guarantee anybody's lives because the word I had from God is stay together and you will all live. Can I pause just for a moment and tell us in 2022, I know the scale is all over the board. Some of us, it feels like more the best of times. Others, it feels like more the worst of times. Some of us are balancing between the two, but our word from pastor is let's stay together.
So regardless of how high I am or how low I am, Sundays are important, prayer is important, faithfulness is important, and doing life together is very, very important because we're all going to survive the storm if we stay together. They throw everything overboard. People are giving up. It's been dark for two weeks now. This isn't a storm that lasted 24 hours. Two weeks without the sun shining. I wake up in the morning, I'm in a storm. I go to bed at night, I'm in a storm. I end 2021, I'm in a storm. I start 2022, I'm in a storm. It was a constant battle of darkness and waves and wind and frustration. It was a detour. And then the captain of the ship comes and he gives these words. We've ran the ship aground. We're going down. I think there's an island in the distance. They didn't recognize the island. This isn't where we planned on going. But there's an island in the distance. And he gives a command. If you can swim, jump overboard. Swim to the island and lead the way. I'm thankful during this season for people who seem to be swimming in the middle of the storms we've all been going through. I'm thankful for people like Pastor Micah, Pastor Angel, who have been able to come with an encouraging word and help us navigate the storms that we've been walking through in life that have led the way during a very difficult season. I thank God for people who can swim in the storm. Can I be honest? I'm not a good swimmer. And I'm not one who's going to survive this storm in the water by myself. And the ship starts breaking apart and those who can swim have already jumped. And what's left? Me. The Bible says, some on broken pieces of the ship. They grab a hold of them. They cling to them. And they arrive at the island via the broken pieces of the ship. See, some people, when the ship was going down, that's a perfect time to abandon it. Forget the ship. Ship couldn't get me there. Ship doesn't look like it did when we started. Ship isn't working anymore. But there were people who didn't know how to swim who found safety, hope, and strength in the broken pieces of the ship. The people who tell you that church and God and prayer, it's old-fashioned, just doesn't work like that anymore. But there are some of us still hanging on to the broken pieces at the moment and saying, no, no, no. This is what's carried me this far. And I really believe that this is what's going to take me the rest of the way. And while other people might be trying other things, I'm going to hang on to this. And I'm going to let the waves take me where they take me because I realize I'm not in control anymore. And that's okay. Wherever this detour takes me, I'm going to arrive there clinging to the broken pieces of the ship. Watch this. This is my favorite part of the story. I've never seen this before until just this week. I read about the destination. Paul was called to speak before kings and Caesar. It's a big moment. Pastor Josiah, it's like being called to speak for the next five presidents and be the person who gives them spiritual guidance. Like it's, a, it's an honor. It's a big moment. You would think Paul would want to write a few books about that. Talk about my time with the kings and with Caesar. He writes two thirds of the New Testament. He certainly was a writer and had time to write about it. 
But when you look at his writings, he spends about this much time talking about his destiny, his destination and his moment with Caesar. He spends about this much time writing about the journey and the detour and the storm. Because I think when life was coming to an end, I think he realized life wasn't about the destination after all. It was about the detour along the way. And instead of letting life rob me of moments, you ever said, this isn't my day, this just isn't my day? Sometimes we sell days too short and seasons too quickly instead of living with that mentality. Maybe we ought to embrace the broken pieces and say, this is my detour. This is my broken ship. This is my season. And it's the best of times and it's the worst of times, but that's okay because I can live in two places at the same time. Story side, if you're here today, and that's you. I want us all to stand. Would you stand across the building? But if I'm talking to you right now, if this story captures kind of what you've been living through, yes, I can relate to that. I feel like I've been on an extended detour, not a vacation. It's been an extended detour. If I'm talking to you, would you slip up a hand right now? That's, that's where I've been living. Been living in a season of detour. Thank you. Thank you. All hands all across the building. If you're joining us online, type it right there in the chat. I'm living right there in that detour. I don't know about you, but I haven't always handled detours the best in life. Sometimes I get frustrated and sometimes I miss moments because it didn't go how I had planned. But for those of us who are living in that detour season today, I offer you a broken piece of the ship. And I'd say prayer still works. Us together still works and God is faithful and we're going to make it. I wanna pray over you this morning. Those of you who lifted your hands, keep them lifted, let's pray. Father, right now for every individual, for every person online, for every person in the room, Father, in this moment, I pray for them, those walking through this season of detour, this season where faith and frustration have collided. This moment where I feel like I've been stuck in a season that just won't end. Those of us who maybe have missed some moments and lost some days because we were waiting on the I's to be dotted and the T's to be crossed. God, let there be a revelation for us this morning that we realize that in the best of times and the worst of times, we can live in two seasons at once. That we don't have to wish our life away, that we don't have to escape this season, but we can learn from it, live in it, and love you during this season. Help us not to abandon the ship, but cling to the broken pieces. And help us realize that at the end of the day, maybe, just maybe, the detour might be more important than the destination. And that you've got us right where you want us. If you're here today, heads are bowed and eyes are still closed and maybe you've never said yes to Jesus. You're like, I've been navigating this storm alone and I just need help. That together word sounds good. Help and hope sound good. 
If today you've never given your life to Jesus for the first time, but you'd like to take that step today, take that first step of putting your faith in Jesus. I want you to slip up your hand across the building. Nobody's looking around. It's just you and God. If you're online, you can type it right there in the chat. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I believe right now that this can be a life-changing moment for those of you in this room. I want to pray over you right now. Father, for every individual in this room and online who are taking that step right now for the very first time to put their faith in Jesus, to say, I don't want to navigate this storm alone, but I want you to walk with me, lead me, guide me, help me. I want you to control not only my today, but all of my tomorrows. I give that to you. I make you leader and Lord of my life. I place my faith in you, Jesus. I give you praise and glory. Amen. Storyside, would you give it up for everybody who took a next step today, who put their faith in Jesus. Here's how I want us to finish. I know there might be some negative right now going on in your world. I know there might be a few areas where it might feel like the worst of times. But I promise you, if you dig deep enough, you're gonna find there's some areas where it's the best of times. And there's some things you don't wanna miss. There's some things you wanna live in, embrace and enjoy. And so here's my homework for us, here's my challenge. All across this room in closing, I want you to examine your life. And I want you to think about right now, what are one, two, three of those things where you have to say, I am blessed. When you think about them, there's no denying it. God loves me and I am blessed. When you have those things, I want you to throw your hands in the air. Would you do it across the room? Just lift your hands. And I want you to take a moment and just thank God for the blessings of God. Thank him for the detour because you're still here. Thank him for his goodness and thank him not only for today, but for everything he has for us tomorrow. Would you lift your voice story side right now? Come on, lift your voice and thank him.